Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. And we have a special guest today here today, don't Super we? excited to welcome Leslie Allen. Hi, Leslie. Welcome, Leslie. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, no problem. So, Leslie, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. So, my name is Leslie Allen. I'm actually a nurse practitioner with OrthoSensi, uh, which is how I've connected with Matt and gotten to know him over the years through referrals and caring for patients and uh, several years ago he happened to be observing us and I told him a story about Tunnel to Towers Mm -hmm. and he immediately was on board and has been a huge partner with me ever since then and uh, I think that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. <laughs> For those who are listening and don't know what Tunnel to Towers is, why don't you give them a small little peek before we dive? It's a community event, right? It is. It's a 5K event that happens right here in Crescent Springs. Uh, it is a 9-11 related charity without giving too much away. Mm-hmm. And um, we really try to get people together every September to make sure that we never forget. That's right. That's awesome. So... Let's dive in a little bit to your history. So are you from the area? I am. I have lived here essentially my whole life. Okay. And tell us about your family. So I am married to a firefighter and police officer, just one husband, two jobs. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Bill and I have been married for 20 years and we have three daughters, uh, Haley, Harper, and Hillary. They're 19, 13, and 10. Shout out. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I was actually pregnant with Haley on 9-11. Oh, no. So that was, we had just found out we were pregnant and that has really driven a lot of what we do with Tunnel to Towers. Yeah. You got a lot of connection there with the event. Absolutely. And, And funny enough, before you and I ever really met or worked together professionally, I knew your husband, Bill, as a patient. Absolutely. (laughs) And he, I never got to meet you during that time, but when he rehabbed with you and at Oxford, he, to this day, speaks very highly. And long before I knew you or long before I was working in orthopedics, I was referring people to you (laughs) just based on his experience. Matt seems to always have guests that like him on this podcast. I'm Getting to the bottom of That's this right. one, Matt. Not a right. coincidence. There's a long line. Next season is going to be really riddled with people that don't like us. Oh, gosh. That's, that'll be a fun podcast to host. But um, so I'm sure through your husband, I mean, the 9-11 event um, and Tunnel to Towers just strikes a very personal connection. Absolutely. And even, you know, to back up a little bit, you may not know this, Matt, but Bill and I met at the firehouse. Oh, wow. Before I was a nurse, when I was in college trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up, I was an EMT. Oh, no way. And I volunteered at Erlanger Fire and EMS, where Bill was also a volunteer firefighter. And that's where we met. And the rest is history. So I also do have a little bit of that first responder background in addition to being married into the profession. For sure. There's nothing she can't do. Yeah. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us, how did this event, um, you know, obviously from 9-11, it was born, but what are the specifics of how it all started? 
So the Tunnel to Towers Foundation was started by the Siller family. Uh, their youngest brother, Stephen, was an FDNY firefighter who was off duty on 9-11. Uh, Stephen was actually on his way to golf with his brothers when he heard about a plane hitting the Twin Towers. Uh, he immediately turned around and went back to the firehouse in Brooklyn where everybody was already gone. He called his wife and told him he'd catch up with his brothers later. He had to go to work and he grabbed his gear and headed to Manhattan. But as any of us who were watching that day know, everybody was trying to get out of Manhattan and they yeah. weren't letting people in. Right. So Stephen parked his truck at the opening of the Brooklyn Tunnel and put on all of his gear, probably about 60 pounds worth, and ran nearly three miles through the Brooklyn Tunnel to the World Trade Center where he was uh, last seen going into the towers before they collapsed. It's chilling. It's amazing. Like, chills yeah. just went over my body. <laughs> I mean, I've heard that story uh, so many times and I agree with Allie even just hearing it again you get goosebumps because I can't imagine the bravery and yeah. courage it took to head towards such a just earth-shattering disaster right. I mean it, it just must have been amazing I think you're right and I think that we saw that unfold on TV and to Stephen and those guys that day they were doing their job mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I have no doubt they knew the dangers they knew yeah. what they were getting into but they were doing the job that they loved and that they wanted to do. Sure. But sure. that was his off day, and he was going to go golfing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's what these guys do. Yeah. He just. That's amazing. So what was the distance uh, from uh, when he ran from the tunnels to well, the tower? Obviously, they don't know exactly the route that sure. he took. The tunnel itself, in case you didn't know, is almost two miles long. It's over 1.8 miles. Oh. That's a really long tunnel. So yeah. um, he, you know, he ran that distance and then had to sort of snake his way through lower Manhattan to get to the, to the towers, which is about three miles. Wow. So initially... Um, this first Tunnel to Tower event was held in New York City, is that correct? Yes. So his family pieced together his story after 9-11 and realized, you know, what a heroic journey he had to mm -hmm. get there that day. Everybody there was a hero, but, you know, his journey was especially difficult. So they wanted to do something to honor him. And a friend of the Siller family suggested that they get together and retrace his footsteps. Uh, the first battle there was getting them to close down the tunnel so they could do it but surprisingly the city let them close down the Brooklyn Tunnel and they were they expected a couple hundred people to show up and they had about 2,500 people that oh, first wow. year wow and they've been doing it ever since now they have 30 to 40,000 people that run every year oh, that's wow. awesome yeah and, and that has sprung other events across mm -hmm. the country, right? Yes. Yeah, so as the foundation has grown, um, you know, early on, they, they really did not have the vision of where this would take them. Their mission was to do good, to mm -hmm. show that there was more good in the world than evil, um, that the good would triumph over the evil of that day, and to keep their brother's memory alive in that way. Uh, they were involved in some local um, charities for that helped firefighters and that helped um, orphans in New York City before it grew into something national. And now they have about 60 runs across the country, uh, runs wow. and stair climbs Oh wow! Uh, for people to follow in the footsteps of Stephen. Yeah. And um, all of those, you know, have the same purpose to honor Stephen and the mm -hmm. 342 other firefighters who died that day and to make sure that we never forget. 
Yeah, I think that's just so amazing. You know, it's interesting. I know we both have, you know, kids that are, um, you know, weren't alive when 9-11 right. happened, but are now moving into high school and college and they have no concept. And so talk a little bit about the mission of an event like this and what that means to be able to bring this to the light. The legacy. <laughs> Absolutely. So as I mentioned, you know, I was pregnant with our oldest on 9-11. I was a young nurse working night shift and Bill was a cop working third shift. So we were never up in the mornings. That just wasn't our schedule. But that day we happened to have our first doctor's appointment. So we were up early getting ready to go to the doctor and watch the whole thing unfold. And I'll never forget when the first tower fell, Bill looked at me and said, oh my gosh, how many firefighters just died? Mm-hmm. You know, as a as a first that responder, that was so, his, exactly, his thought. Exactly. And um, that moment in particular has just always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And it, the stories that unfolded afterwards, we always made it a point to make sure our children knew about these events. You know, that day has changed our whole world. Right? Yeah. Um, so some people feel like it's very scary for kids, but we have made it a point to teach our kids about it, to teach them about the heroes of that day, to teach them that there are more people out there to help than there are to harm. And I think Tunnel to Towers is the perfect way to do that. Um, our, I, our kids are all very involved in it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can say I've seen them there, you know, and can attest to that and seeing the grade school and middle school involvement of the local schools, the cards, the signs, mm-hmm. you know, things like that that the kids have made, um, very impactful. And I think it's hard if you were alive and witnessed the event to erase that from your memory or imagine it never happened or have no concept that it happened. But these kids are moving into adulthood because we're going on 20 years now, right? Right. This September 11th will be 20 years since um those events of 9-11, which it's hard to believe for those of us who were alive, it right. seems like, oh, like just a yesterday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but you know, our kids that are in high school now weren't alive then. Right. Yeah. To them, it, it really is a page in the history book and coming to an event like a Tunnel to Towers 5K really brings it alive for them. Yeah. And, you know, lets them see what heroes are, what sacrifices are made for us and that it is more than just a paragraph in their book right sure and speaking just to the event itself for those who are listening who don't know um about the event or the community event that is held with the tunnel to towers race um they retrace the footsteps of steven siller and they do a 5k all across the country it's not they don't all go to new york Correct. So we hold it here in Kentucky. Yes. yes. So the uh, Northern Kentucky event takes place in Crescent Springs mm-hmm. at the Crescent Springs Community Park. Uh, for those who haven't been there in recent years, it's also the home of the Northern Kentucky 9-11 Memorial, which is an amazing tribute to the events of that day. I agree. Um, and we start and end at the park. It is a 5K. Mm-hmm. A lot of the firefighters come out and run in their gear right. to honor Stephen's legacy. I just want to say how impactful that is right. alone. I mean, over the course of 20 years, I've done hundreds, if not thousands, of running events and races. And just alone, without anything else we'll touch on in a moment, just seeing the first responders and their equipment do a 5K, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's very impactful. 
it's inspiring. Yeah. And, you know, for them, it means a lot, too. It means, you know, really honoring what those guys did that mm-hmm. day, running yeah. towards the towers, right. knowing the dangers, uh, but going anyways. So, you know, it's really meant to be an inspirational event, a memorial event. It is a race. It is a 5K. But the more important thing to me is that people come and they remember and they honor and they walk away impacted by the event. Absolutely. And talk about, as the memorial, talk about what's along the pathway of the event with the pictures. So the... And there will be hopefully some new things this year that you haven't seen. Oh, wow. Matt. We, tr- we try <laughs> to Here's yes, a teaser. We, we try to keep it, you know, changing and evolving. Um, but we have yard signs, um, 343 of them, one to honor each of the fallen firefighters from that day. So they line the end of the course, which, you know, when you're finishing up a 5k you're running you're tired yeah for those of us who aren't you know long distance runners and <laughs> right. you're, you're just about to pass out <laughs> to give up and then you start seeing these faces yeah. it uh, it really is motivation to right. keep going but also cause to pause and remember and and honor them i know that i've worked one of these events and i feel the impact just you know with the national anthem in the beginning a moment of silence all of the police and firefighter vehicles there People showing up running in their uniforms or their gear and all that stuff. And that's among, you know, kids, families, and every, you know, the average Joe just running these. And I think just being amongst not only that, there are fun things there like booths and food and, you know, all that fun stuff. But just to see that and be among all of those people who are there for the reason is huge. And we also want to honor the people who continue to make these sacrifices. You know, it isn't... Obviously, it is about 9-11, and it is about um, the heroes we lost that day, not just the firefighters, but the police officers, too, both NYPD and the Port Authority police officers. In total, we lost 403 first responders that day. Oh, wow. Um, But also the firefighters, the police officers, the military that are still out there every day making sacrifices. We, you know, we want to honor them and we want people to realize that we still have heroes among us. Right. For sure. And for those who, you know, knew someone that was impacted by that. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about the mission of the foundation. So obviously they wanted to get the word out. Um, Obviously there's some fundraising component and what happens with those funds? Where do those go? Right. Um, Absolutely. So the mission, first and foremost, is to honor the legacy of Stephen Siller and the 342 firefighters who laid down their lives that day, but also to support the men and women who continue to fight for us. And there are three main programs that this event funds, and as well as all the events across the country. Uh, First of all, they build smart homes for catastrophically injured uh, soldiers through their smart home program. What that means is somebody who's injured in war, you know, oftentimes these are IED type injuries, um, and they have a lot of special adaptations needed to live independently. The foundation will build a house specific to their needs. Um, So that's a very expensive undertaking, as you can imagine. And um, that is, you know, that was sort of the first big program they had. Um, since then, they've branched out, and they now also provide mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families, which, for those who don't know, those are the families of our uh, soldiers who are killed in the line of duty. 
and for the families of first responders who are killed in the line of duty. They will pay off their mortgages so that the families can stay in their home and not have to worry about that. That's amazing. What an admirable cause. I think that's fantastic. So, um, you know, my memory is not so good sometimes. (laughs) I do remember the day working together and shadowing, and I do remember saying yes to the event. I'm I'm kind of like always, let's let's go for it, you know, so... How, How many years ago was that? That was 2017. So, okay. well, it was probably 2016 when I roped yeah. you in because I took a year to sort of plan. I remember. Yeah. I remember. It took a lot of, because was, was this one of the first outside of New York? Or no, they... I know there was some working through that had to be done in this order was to get our this. first here in northern kentucky and yeah. i i really wanted to put on a quality event yeah i was not going to throw something together that didn't do justice for the cause mm-hmm. so when we decided to do this honestly you know bill and i go to new york and do the run we've done that every year since oh, 2013 wow. of course except for last year when it was canceled along with our run um but we got back from New York in 2016, and I immediately sent an email and said, we want to host a run next year. Yeah. Let's start. So it, it really was a full year of planning, but yeah. I felt like I needed that to get all the processes in place, Absolutely. get the people on board. Well. Absolutely. Exactly. And I think we've done a pretty good job. We've, oh, yeah. you know, we've had, we had over 300 our first year. That's amazing. Um, to, we did 2019, of course, was our last year due to COVID. We canceled last year, but um, in 2019, we were just shy of 500, and I fully expect to be over that this year. Yeah. Yeah, How did we become part of this? Well, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I, I, uh, you know, I think honestly, um, because we do get approached about a lot of different events. We get approached about a lot of races, and there's a lot of great causes out there. Um, I have a special... um, I guess, affinity for first responders, because I feel like, like you, Leslie, they are really our true heroes. You know, they're the ones out there never resting, never sleeping, keeping us, you know, safe and and ready at a moment's notice. And I could just see your passion when you came back and you said, you know, this is what we want to do. And it was just contagious. And I said, this this sounds like something we definitely want to be a part of for sure. And gosh, I'm so glad we did. It's been phenomenal events. Well, thank you. And lucky for me, this story does sell itself. You know, when you start telling this story, everybody is just in awe of the courage and they just want to be a part of it. How can you how can you walk away from that and not get excited by it? And I think anyone again, anyone that witnessed it firsthand. I mean, I remember the feeling just even in the days after, like, as a person so far removed, but it felt so personal. It felt like it was an attack on me and my family, you know, and it's like, gosh, that just stuck with me. Like you want to do something, you know? So I think it's a great way to do something locally. And I think without even being a runner, this is just an event to be fun, you know, to go to. Absolutely. You do not have to be a runner. Yeah. You do not have to be competitive. Yeah. Ab- of course, come in and watch, cheer <laughs> yeah. our runners on. Those guys that are running in gear can use all the encouragement sure. they can get. Um, walk, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. push strollers, whatever it takes. We we want people there, you know, lining the streets, cheering people on. Um, whatever you can do to contribute, if you want to volunteer, reach mm-hmm. out to me. Yeah. Um, we will we will find something that you can do. 
Well, for sure, we'll have the uh, information in the episode notes. So to our listeners, if you'd like to um, attend or contribute or help in any way, that information will be there. Um, Leslie, yes. do you already have the race winner? I mean, her, <laughs> <laughs> the the funny inside story there, you want to tell them about your esteemed colleague, Dr. Grywe? Yes. So uh, Dr. Grywe had won the first two years. Um, so he's back to planning to come back this year okay. to you know reclaim <laughs> his title. <laughs> if anybody out there is listening and wants to challenge Dr. Grywe to the first place Ooh. prize, go to the link like Matt said in um, the description on this podcast and you can sign up or donate or choose to volunteer at this race. Well, I think Leslie, um, you know, working with you professionally, you do a great job taking care of patients with shoulder and elbow issues. I, th- I mean, Patients really feel cared for personally by you, and I think you're a phenomenal nurse practitioner, do a great job. But um, watching you put this event on, I know you do a ton of hard work, and I know it's it's like seem you make it look easy, which is great, you know. But I know it's not easy, so yeah. I do all the work leading up so that that day <laughs> can be easy. But it really is a labor of love for mm-hmm. me. I do this because I I believe in it. Yeah. Um, I could be on the receiving end someday. I know being married to a first responder that that is a possibility. So it's really important for me to be involved in this because I know that there are people out there who would step up and support me in my time of need. And I want to be a part of that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So I know in years past, you've had some special guests. You've had some FDNY policemen, firefighters. Can you give us another little teaser? Any special guests? Is that the secret? No. So we will have um, at least one FDNY firefighter back again. And uh, you've met him. He is uh, quite an intriguing speaker. If you come for no other reason, come just to hear the FDNY policemen uh, speak. It's it's great. Yes. So (laughs) he, he... he has some great stories to tell and uh, just kind of a funny story. A (laughs) few years ago, um, the Simon Kenton cheerleaders came for the first time. Their coach voluntold them that they were doing it (laughs) and they all showed up before the sun was up, not in the best of moods, not too excited (laughs) to be there. And and they would agree with this. So I'm not, (laughs) this is not in any way putting them down, but by the end of the morning, they were all sitting on the grass around Carl, our FDNY friend, with Carl. their jaws dropped, yeah. just hanging on his every yeah. word. It changed them. Mm-hmm. That's and, great. and that's why it's important for us to get these kids there. That's hear awesome. that cheerleaders. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Leslie. Really appreciate yeah. the information and giving our listeners the inside direct access to this event. Oh, I thought we were going to get out of here unscathed here <laughs> with that. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. I hope to see lots of people out there. Uh, this year is huge, being the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It happens to be on a Saturday. We're having the event on 9-11. There you go. Uh, great. What better way to remember and honor all the lives lost that day than to come out and either cheer us on or be a part of the event that's right come on out and we'll see you there yeah can't wait all right bye-bye bye bye thanks for listening you can find us online at oxfordphysicaltherapy.com and you can also find us on our social media pages like facebook instagram youtube twitter and tiktok remember you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of ohio and kentucky 
where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms, and until next time, keep it moving!